you're at the net. Welcome to another podcast of At The Net Podcast, brought to you by Tex-Mex Productions. Twisting and tweaking the dials are producers D-Mac and Dave the Brain. Join me in welcoming your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, who are about to take us through five sets, talking tennis, all that implies, and maybe even life, as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig and AJ. Thanks, Barbara, and welcome, fans of The Great Game. You are listening to Season 1, Episode 2 of At The Net Podcast with AJ Chabria, a.k.a. AJC, and CB1. That's me, a.k.a. Craig Bell. Thanks go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions, Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain DeLeo, who are twisting and tweaking the dials. From back of the house, making us sound like real people. Are we real people? You guys are absolutely we're, real we're people. Not fo- we're not photoshopped? No, no, no. You, got, or... you guys are not Siri. I, I promise you. Oh, we're not Siri. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's good. Then also... You're not, you're not Alexa. Oh, not Alexa either? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Also, be sure to check out our good work on Sound, SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. So We'll be there. Thank we'll be you. there. We, we're going to yeah. be there. Yeah. We'll be there. Uh, we're about to get our second episode in the can. We are. And we release all this stuff, and I, I just can't wait. Yeah, you, you know, we always start off with story behind the story. And did you know that today is National 7-Eleven Slurpee Day, Craig Carden? Did you know that? No. Yes, it is. Yeah, so do, you, do you know a local uh, tennis pro that was sponsored by 7-Eleven? By 7-Eleven? Ooh, man. Southwestern, what was the name of the parent company? Yes. Southwestern, uh uh, yes, I know the group you're talking about. He was sponsored by them. Really? You know who I'm talking about. Was it Derek Rostagno? Local. A local, 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 local. local. Billy Scanlon. Bill Scanlon. Yes. Correct Amundo. Right. Wow. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Wow. Adrian gets a uh, free slurpee. A plus. And free slurpee. slurpee. Yeah. And free slurpee you know, today. I yeah. started my trivia career in college Jeopardy and wasn't able to go to the Nationals because of tennis. But here I am. It's a bit of a comeback. You could have won 150 so. games in a row, right? You could have been the you know you could have been the Jeopardy champion. You know? Bill Scanlon, uh, Bill Scanlon. Was, was sponsored by. He had, he was one of the only players I remember <laughs> at that time that had an actual 7-Eleven patch on his uh, sleeve. Boy, you guys are. I, we used to battle. That, Rocking yeah, old school. You, yeah, but you two had a good rivalry, and back then it wasn't much had, of a rivalry. It wasn't, huh? No, no. <laughs> you had you had Virginia Slim sponsoring women's tennis. You had. A lot of male pros with a Marlboro patch also. The Marlboro Man, right? Hendrick Sundstrom. I want to say Fritz Buning. There was a couple Swedes. It was primarily your uh, guys. That was the American, I think, early days of the American Express circuit. Yes. That was now the Challenger circuit. But it was a separate, um, it was a separate circuit sponsored, independently sponsored and run outside of the ATP. Mm Mm-hmm. And also separate from WCT, which was yes, still a big deal back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were they were a rival, you know, to the regular tour. Uh, Before we get started, let's introduce our guest. I mean, obviously, we we we, th- we just know him. We you just know? we. I mean, I, I <laughs> will admit, talking. I'm a, I'm maybe seven or eight years younger than you guys, so I've kind of got stars in Are my you eyes. Saying the younger man, Craig you know, Bell, you know, and and ladies and gentlemen, Craig Carden. Craig Carden, welcome to At the Net Podcast, Craig Carden. Man, we are glad to have you Tex-Mex here tonight. Tex Mex Productions. Tex Mex yes, Productions, sir. baby. Yeah, we're, wow. we're we have tennis coach extraordinaire, coach of Martina, Anna, Coco. The X Man, mm-hmm. Mary Pierce, Malice. yes. I mean, you know anybody that else? I'm, I know we've missed a few, but uh, I, you, you know, I I can't even. You can't even remember. I all can't the, remember all the people, people you coached. People kind of huh? tell me, yeah, yeah. I started uh, twenty 
when I was 25, 26 years ago, actually working at the Four Seasons yeah. was my last time. And, uh, yeah, that was where I La- met, the, good gr- gig, met right? the other, the, the, the next great Craig Bell. Right. Well, Craig ran me through the ropes to handle clinics and tournaments. That's and, right. You know, lesson, everything lesson you didn't plans. know. <laughs> yeah. Everything you didn't lesson know. Plans. <laughs> lesson plans. Wow. Lesson plans. Not you actually just... plan how to make a lesson? I You're not know. just winging it, huh? He's I love it. No, no, He learned and, and, oh, yeah. and took, it, took it to another level, actually. So he, he far surpassed, <laughs> you know, whatever I, no, I was No, no, uh, it was saying. a great, uh, great time. Yeah, and, we, we had uh, a really good time there at the old Four Seasons. Also, Alex Bogomolov. I'll, I'll just, oh, I'll yeah. just, there will be some, you know, synapsis brain things that come up and i'll just spit out a name please do of who yeah. i coached hey did you call him zena garrison zena brilliant servalier vince spadia uh-huh he was he now, afraid I bet you that's yeah oh yeah that, that was fun it was was he all over the place kind of mentally it just uh, well uh, we can uh touch on why he chose me i i had him practice with martina a couple times he is not a coachable guy in that he has his own ideas. He was self-taught, basically. He didn't really have a coach. Mm-hmm. His his parents were the type that you know were very on top of him. Uh, tennis dad, parents. not tennis parents. Dad just... was kind of a concert pianist, but he was on the Challenger circuit in mm-hmm. that. Oh, okay. Mom South American, very protective, and he had two sisters, and I, I think one of them he put through law school. Um, Vince did. Yeah. Yeah, and now he owns a modeling agency, Vince Models in uh, SoCal. In, is he in the SoCal area? Yes, he's, he's in, in Los LA. Angeles. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got the Challenger circuit of all the models. I'm not that, kidding. That's <laughs> that that, that kind of suits his image. I have to I, look I, him up on Instagram. I'll I, bet you. He, no, I, it's I, it's I, fun. It's I have fun. a feeling they love him too. You know, but Vince uh, Vince was an interesting deal because he he figured, okay, I coach Martina, so I would know kind of. A couple of things, how to get him through, you know, the late John Lennon, whatever gets you through the night. Night. (laughs) That's right. All right. All right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we had some interesting uh, conversations. Uh, I would say conversation so much as arguments. And he loved to argue and loved to prove Mm. coaches wrong. And uh, he had this one guy, John Murray, who was uh, a sports psychologist. He said, I'm probably the only guy on the tour that had hired a sports psychologist. This is a conversation he's having with John Murray. He says, I'm the only guy on the tour that hires a sports psychologist and continues to choke. (laughs) 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 And uh, That's probably true. I remember he was practicing. We went to Australia. We we were practicing really hard. He lost early in, I think, Sydney. And uh, no, he lost in Brisbane. And then he couldn't get into Sydney, so there was a um, opportunity to play at Kuyong, an exhibition tournament. I said, "You should do it. You know, get some, you know, paid practice. It doesn't matter the amount of money." And Just I don't know. He made pretty good money, and he goes, "I'll give you some of that." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." Right. So you're still waiting for it, Rob? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to run him by Vince, the ATM. If you're listening, oh yeah, Vinny, I'm going to run you by the ATM <laughs> right when I see you. <laughs> He's a good man, Vince. No, yeah, yeah he's great. It, it's we're probably still a laugh a minute. No, yeah, we're we're good. And <laughs> yeah, so we played a couple of ex- a couple of matches, and he's he's played a lot of tennis. And we go to Australian Open, and there's 
two, three days of practice, and all he harps about is his serve and his forehand, and I've got to do this, i got to do that. And I can tell he's getting really worked up, and I said, you're ready. You know, it's a Sunday before. He's going to play Monday, and Saturday we, you know, go to dinner and make the schedule. I said, you're going to take the day off. He said, what? I said, yeah, you're not going to practice tomorrow. And I, as I reiterate, you are going to hit zero balls tomorrow. You know, you can go to the gym, do a little bike, but I don't want you on the site. I don't want you talking to people, socializing. You know, you don't have to listen to me because basically you're the boss, but you hired me for my opinion. This is what, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. What, what do you mean? I mean, Martina ever take a day off? Or not? I said, actually, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of our routine. You know, a, a lot of times we did. And I I just feel like it's the right thing for you to do. Okay. All right, then. Fine. We'll see what happens. Took a day off? He took a day off. He played Radic Stepanek, mm-hmm. first round. Czech player. Czech player who was, at the time, top 20 in the world, seated. And he's down two sets. And he's looking over at me. He goes, day off, day off. Yeah, good Like plan. it's your fault. Yeah, good mm. plan, Craig. Good plan, day off. And my buddy Chris Ancy used to play for the Mavericks. He knows tennis. He used to play with Philip Pousas. He's in the stands sitting next to me. And he starts getting into Stepanek's head. He had a contact issue. He's like, oh, he can't see, Vinny. He can't see. <laughs> he started yelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Stepanek got a little rattled. And, and, and Roddick can hear this. And Raddick can hear it, yeah. definitely. And I told Chris to sit away from me because I didn't want any of that around me. And Vince just told me, go get, you know, go get plane reservations. We're leaving tomorrow. While he was playing? Sure. <laughs> so you're sitting in the box and, hey, yeah. There's no box. We were out, oh. in, the, we're oh. out in the back. It's a, oh, the back oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but you, uh, it was a show. You're on the it bleachers, a, huh? It was a bleacher, but, you know, it happens quite a bit. Um but anyway, long story short, he wins that match. He comes back and wins it. Comes back and three wins three in a row. Match. Three sets he in wins, a row. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he ends up, I think, in the third round. Yeah, but I won the argument on the day off. <laughs> did, did, my did, my, did my story your, was, I won the argument. Did he finally give you uh, homage? Like, yeah, you're right, or no? No, no. He, he no players do don't really do that. <laughs> That's your job, okay? Right, you should have known. That's right. your job. Right. That's why you, you got to check, Craig. Right. <laughs> well, that's another conversation. So, so, so nice. did did Radnick, did he uh, go after Ansi after the, the match? Did he uh, have any comments for? No, the guy's seven foot tall. What's he going to no. say? So he didn't go over there He's and He's not going to go pick a fight with him. No, he didn't. No. Didn't uh, put a bomb in his car or put uh, no, a snake in not, the, no, 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 no. Nothing there. No, huh? it's all good. All good. It's I all good. Just cheering. Fun. It's just cheering. That's mm. all it is. Funny, yeah. funny stuff. You know, that's uh, – you, you see, this kind of stuff, this is what we – what we were looking for. Out you of don't get Harvey. this on the tennis channel. Oh, no, 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 no not, not. Certainly that. not ESPN. Yeah. So, well, what's your thoughts on Wimbledon coming up? I know we're watching a little bit of this right now. Do you have any, any thoughts? Do you have any favorites coming up that, uh, you know, who, who's the, the biggest uh, person that, uh, you know. Well, we can uh, start with the women. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's Simona, Serena. Serena looked Absolutely unstoppable in the mixed doubles. I've never seen a match like that With where she took over the court. Yeah, against my two players, Fabrice 
Martin and Raquel Atawa, mm-hmm. who play for the Philadelphia Freedoms. I mean, what right. an opportunity for them yeah. to play on center court at Wimbledon in their first match and play against Serena Williams and Andy Murray. Andy Murray. That's correct. No pressure there. No pressure. No. And Fabrice played pretty well. Raquel had the best overhead on the court, which I texted her and told her. And she liked that. But they ended up losing. But Serena really over – she over – she just took over the match with her returns. And I think playing half of the court for her was really taking the pressure off. That being said, she's in the semifinals mm-hmm. now. She struggled a little bit. But I think she's going to – have more success at Wimbledon just because of the physical uh, requirements. It's not so much like the French Open, where she didn't have a lot of preparation, and she hadn't had a lot of preparation here. Does it help that she's playing on the faster court, shorter points? I think the grass court, shorter points, but her serve is – her serve and her return of serve are so dominant. Mm. Like, you don't even have to put a gender on it. It is dominant, period. She she serves big and she returns big. And those two shots are the two most important shots you can have on grass court. So she would be my favorite in the women's. Simona um, is going to move well and she's going to fight. But the firepower that Serena possesses in her competitiveness, that's something, you know, that that will come into play. Do you think Simona has a big enough second serve? To, is, that, is that the that's telltale? That's the Achilles – that's yeah. really her Achilles heel on grass. Um, Clay, she's great, but I, I can't see her, you know, I, as God is my witness, I'll, if I say she has no chance to win Wimbledon, <laughs> right. here she goes and she's going to win. <laughs> You're going to you know, drive outside year. and lightning's yeah, going to strike you, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, I'm not going to say she has no chance, but I'm just saying that of the four in the semifinals, I think she's going to have a tough time. If uh, if if Simona is able to redirect the huge serve of Williams, redirect the huge re- return and get into rallies, do you think there's a chance she can move Serena enough, maybe advance to the net and hit some touch volleys? No, no, it's just not even. Or if, if it happens, if, it's if not Serena enough. is on her game, oh. I'm just looking at when she gets in position and decides that. That she owns a rally, she she connects with the ball so solid and so pure that it can be on. It, it, it's beyond what any good counter puncher can deal with on grass courts. Okay, on grass, I'm talking about a surface here. So, and, and okay. she was able to do uh, execute the plan you just mentioned. She was able to do that in this morning's semifinals against Strichkova, and she beat her one and two. Strichkova, I, I was coaching Coco, uh-huh. and I remember Birmingham, uh, Coco was up 6-1-5-2, mm-hmm. and up in the third. I mean, Strichkova is an interesting player. She's such a great counterpuncher. Yeah. She's got zero weapons. She likes pace zero. and doesn't have the weapons. But, but she's smart about how her court positioning is. She can use slice. She slices her forehand. But she can make your day miserable just by counterpunching. I'd argue she's a better counterpuncher than Halep just because she can change the pace of the balls. And she was basically destroyed today. Was she the David Ferrer yeah. of the uh, women's tour? 
Is he? No, no, that's different. No, he's not a counterpuncher. No, yes, he is, but she, she's no David Ferrer. Um, it's just different. Di- different. I, I, th- okay. I think, yeah, he, there's different comparisons. I think we could look at other other players that might be a David Ferrer. I don't know at the moment, but let's we can go. We'll come back. We'll, we'll come back. We'll, we'll think revisit, about that. Yeah. yeah, I told you we're so, gonna make you think here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, on the men's side, what do you think? Are you gonna go Joker? Bob, we're down Batista to four guys. Yeah, four guys. Bob, Bob, Roberto, oh, Roberto, Roberto, Batista, Agut. I call him Bob. God, Bob. you guys were in sync there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we often are. We are. Yeah. I, I like. Wouldn't it. that be sexy if if Roberto Batista Agut wins Wimbledon? That would, Who would be have thought sexy. That? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think we'd like it, and I think the ratings uh, numbers would be a little low. ESPN but that's okay. might not like that. Yeah, yeah. They, they might be. Uh, Okay. They might they might fall off the So it's Roberto Basista Agut and the Joker. The Joker. In the top half semifinal. Yeah. And then we have the Too most good. delicious piece Match of up. breakfast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is Rafa and uh and Fed. I I really love the way that Federer played against Nishikori because he changed his game. Yep. He was slicing a lot of backhands. In the beginning, and Nishikori got off to a great start, taking the ball early and just hammering his backhand. Yeah, yeah. And Nishikori got a bit too predictable, I thought. Too simple a game plan, just hammering in the backhand. Just, uh, well, his backhand cross was great, but then um, his second serve got a little bit open. And uh, I thought Federer, the fact that he started hitting over his returns, hitting over his backhand – it forced Nishikori to be a little bit more aggressive than he was not comfortable with it. And I thought Roger played a brilliant match. And I thought he, he, he as he does, Craig Bell, the king. <laughs> you know, the nickname. Yes, the king. He rises to these type of occasions. I would never count him out, although I do think Rafa has extra incentive this year being – kind of denied the number two seed and you know the whole curios thing of a lot of press on him and he had to endure that kind of debacle of dealing with this with curios and but rafa just hasn't flinched and no one's really talked about him but he's dominant on any surface and I would have to lean a little bit towards Rafa in this one, the, just uh, because of just because of the internal motivation and and I think that three out of five sets, um, I just can't get around Rafa not winning the match. I think fans of the 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 King Federer will uh, will say, "Gosh." Roger in the past two years has had such a great record against Rafa off of clay. And I think the the Federer fan, the Federer camp will sell that. But I see absolutely Craig Carden's point about Rafa will problem solve in ways that Nishikori did not yesterday. With safe shots, with withstanding the barrage, and he may even serve better than Nishikori did. His ball goes up higher, has more RPMs. It's just, it's a tougher. You can see Roger just gets, to me, he gets confused. It's a little bit, it's more of a physical match for Roger. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a mental 
just um, standoff. You know, Rafa's another level mentally. Different, different guy. Yeah, he's different. He's different. There's the top three. You got Djokovic, Federer, and Rafa. Is my opinion of the highest, you know, mental acuity in tennis. The level of focus, the problem solving, the stubbornness, right? Resilience on the tennis court. Yeah, he's, and he serves better too. I mean, he's he's done something to his serve. He's getting it. Well, he, he a few years ago he went to school. Had a few opinions. Some other people come in the camp and just he learned how to flatten it out just a bit. You know, a little pronation earlier, Mister Chabria. Those I'm, I'm who love the my, technique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a dork. I'm He's sorry. So, you can't see this on. The, the I podcast, wish you could yeah. see the Adrian Chabria sir. It is a thing of beauty. Yeah. Right here. It is absolutely You're the so most funny. perfect. Like synchronicity of pronation I've ever seen, Craig. You're so funny. I I, uh, I didn't want to get all self indulgent, but you know we had met before. But one time we had met at the club where I was teaching, and you, uh, it was like actually on a tennis court. And I remember your, uh, your 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 smile when when we were hitting one up, one back, and then when I served, you were like, "Oh my goodness." Pronation. And I thought this is uh, this cat appreciates, you know. Oh my God! No, <laughs> nobody knows how really good you are. You're so funny. <laughs> Just so technically he went, sound. He went to Oglethorpe. <laughs> I See, that, did. Anybody I... went to Oglethorpe, you know, the Stormy no, Peach. Was, I know, don't they... really care where he went. All I had to do was see him hit a couple of volleys at net. You know, take some pace off the ball. Anyway, it was a thing of beauty. Well, thank you. Compliment. I, yeah. I feel that about uh, about your game, too. Your ball control and really yeah. everything about it's you. nothing man. about that. No. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so if I, I, yeah. think, uh, I think it's going to be Nadal and Joker. I, yeah. But I would not put it past Roberto Bautista Agut. BBA. So I call him Bob. Bob Batista. No, Agut. I think we got to give the guy respect. He okay. deserves a okay. full enunciation of or all three names. I, I, uh, okay. You all mentioned right. the liberal arts school, so I was able to study really everything, including math, and I love calling him a Spanish trinomial. Yes. Uh, and and anytime there's a Spanish trin- trinomial on those. What is a Spanish trinomial? It's uh, well, trino- trinomial is something in mathematics that has three names to it. Why? L- like why a- Spain? No, I know the answer, but I'm, I'm being a lawyer right oh, now. Oh, I so see. So why do they have three names? They do the f- given first name, as they say, Christian name. They will do the father's last name and generally the mom's last name. Correct. In addition, yeah. Wow. Well, well, that, Adrian, he's doing, a sharp cat. I don't remember that until like Arancha Sanchez Vicario started exactly. that. That's yeah. right. About twenty five yeah, years. I have no ago. idea. I, I, you know, history is. Uh, but I, I've spent a lot of time in Spain. Yeah, you have. You've been had a lot of Spanish you, players. Man, La Mancha. Did you go? Were you the man from the La Mancha? man from La Mancha? No. No. Okay. Well, literary. But that missed so. reference. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> No, that's okay. No. So Barcelona, Madrid, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll have to. I, I told you earlier. You have to talk to me like a two-year-old oh, you know, when you okay. ask me questions. All right. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I, I think it'll be a struggle for uh, Joker just because he's had some problems with Rebuto. Yeah, Roberto, RBA uh, has beaten Joker three times. Has he really? I believe two times yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. On hard courts. So. So you're so. not counting out. Roberto Batista, RBA. 
I, I know you want to call him Bob. Uh, Bob, and I want to call him Rob the Baptist because Bautista <laughs> means Baptist in English, right? So Rob the Baptist. You guys are way too proud of your jokes. Okay, let's move on. Okay, uh, Craig Carden, that needed to be said. That's Thank right. you. All right. Strawberries and cream or Pimm's Cup? Oh, strawberries and cream. Really? Pimm's is disgusting. Is it really? Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. No. Have My- you ever had it? No. My take on it is it's basically Campari. We can get it here, but there's something about those strawberries from Kent in a certain area of the U- of England, and it's just, just go the to best. Whole Foods and go buy some whipping cream, and you're good. Just, you're good. <laughs> just spray it on there. <laughs> open it up and just. No, you got to have the real. Oh, oh the whipping. Yes, yes the real good. cream. No, but it's uh, those strawberries. They they're definitely the strawberries and cream better than the Pims. Not even close. Pins Not even, like, yeah, no, 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 no. Favorite favorite tournament Wimbledon of the Slams because you've been to of everyone. The Slams of, Wimbledon, yeah. of course, by, yeah. by far, by long far. shot. Just it's the it's the Masters for me for golf. I used to play golf before I played tennis. Mm. U.S. Open um, would be a second, just because of the prestige. I love the Australian Open. Every every Grand Slam has their own kind of aura about but favorite grand slam definitely wimbledon because of the food (laughs) (laughs) you don't like the yorkshire pudding dude let's talk about center court and the sound (laughs) of the ball that you hear coming off the racket even on tv it does do it justice because if if you have some good sound you can hear the echo of the ball and it's something different that you never hear in tennis you know. if, if I may add, uh, even – it's so quiet. Even the sound of feet moving on that grass is a unique treat. Yeah, you could yeah. hear the little spikes uh, ruffling uh, on, on the grass. And have you, so, have uh, you ever hit on center court? Have you ever been out oh, there and actually – allowed. No. I, I know you, it's There's a sacred There's no practice drink. allowed. Nobody, you're, nobody you're practicing zero. at Arangi across the – Arangi, but uh, all main draw players get – an opportunity to hit on the main courts, just not center or court one or court one. Mm-hmm. I believe the stadium, the big stadiums. The, yeah, the big, you can't. Yeah, can can you walk out there? Have you ever been able to yes. walk out there? Okay, yeah, not walk on the court, court. but walk before out. you can walk out there. But they always have the tarps on anyway with the grass. But yeah, I mean, so you can be our on the ritual side. with Martina and I took alexander stevenson and i took xavier xavier one really impressed with my tour but <laughs> he couldn't care less but he had no tennis history background he huh? didn't really didn't care. care no and i took uh but billy jean and i took martina and we would every year go and just look at center court and martina would just look down and pick a little piece of grass out just kind of put it in her bag hmm. and that was her thing we would just look at it when nobody was there and just kind of look over and all three of us just kind of would close our eyes and had a moment of silence like we're not having now. <laughs> and there we go. Mm. That's it. That's, that's and, all it is. And just take it in and just, yeah. And, and you can hear some sounds and, and, you know, some of the groundskeeping people, but it's, it's a really sacred place. For all of it's us, it's not enjoy commercialized. You don't see all the advertising banners out there. Yeah, really, just Slazenger, which has been uh, their their ball provider for a hundred years. It's a heavy ball, by the way. It's a heavy ball. 
do they use different have they used different I think grass you, and of, balls here recently of, you think of course i think it's changed over the years i'm not clear on how much the grass has definitely changed it's a bit longer it plays a little slower but it's adaptive to really the progress of the rackets and strings, strings. and the, the the players so um, an, an, an intentional yeah not trying sure. to make it even uh, the year Xavier made the semis. I mean, that was the first year Leighton Hewitt won, and um, the grass was notably slower. You know that. I mean, for Leighton Hewitt and now Bandy and Xavier, you know, you had guys like Krychek, uh, Rosetsky, mm-hmm. you know, big servers. Big servers. Even Isovich. Yeah, I think he was. Done up by then. By then, he had just won it, he just, and then he, he, and then he, the grass changed yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, you're talking. Uh, was it O two? Yes. You you coached the ex boy. Yeah. I don't see Malice enjoying that moment of meditative silence that we had. No, no. <laughs> and we were watching Wimbledon. No, too. now he does. <laughs> now he, he does, does it in golf. Actually, he's a golfer now. Yeah, but he had a Spanish girlfriend once, and uh-huh. I noticed that he was the hardest working guy at learning all the verbs for the Spanish. I said, if you worked that hard on your tennis, you would be number <laughs> You'd one. You'd be amazing. That's great. We know what motivates him. Hey, I, I, uh, speaking of Xavier Melis, I hope our listeners uh, remember that guy. Talented, great mover, roughly 6'1", about your height, and uh, a beautiful mover and a very talented, smooth ball striker, huh? Great serve. Yep. Incredibly snake-like, just striking forehand, that really loose. Mm. He actually held the racket with three fingers on his forehand the the last finger was off the grip didn't even touch and it was loose and he used a a prince uh strikers prince i precision not the precision pro anyway it was a all graphite 94 inch head inch and a half longer so 28 the the, 28 and a half length the the longest racket that was legal at the time. No. Still uses same racket, same string. I saw him. I've in got. An ad, I've got we were talking about uh, yeah. the the stringing. Yeah. I still have like a bucket of his string. Sorry, Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you left it in my house. So. It's right. there. It's sitting it's there. Finders there. keepers, right? Hey, uh, yeah. speaking of equipment, I saw him actually recently in an ad. He's from Belgium. And ancient uh, Belgian company who's trying to make a comeback is Snowart. And they have that, that egg-shaped head that Knizel, Puma, some of those rackets had where the, I guess you could say, 10 and 2 o'clock are a little slimmer and a little wider at the 4, 6, 7, 8 o'clock areas. And he is maybe getting paid by them, huh? No. No. That was a short-term deal. It was just as an soon ad. As they, yeah, as soon as uh, he figured out he had to do a few emails, he was done. He was it. That was that it. Was done. Uh, he should have gotten Vince Beatty to represent him. You know, Maybe he would have got you know, maybe a bigger contract. They actually right? played first or second round that year. They did. And I'll never forget the exchange. I told Xavier, I said, okay, this guy. You know both guy, these guys well. I do. Yeah. And so I said, Xavier, this guy, this was before I coached Vince, but nice. I knew his game well. And. Xavier's 19. Vince is 25, 6. And he was ranked, you know, 50-ish. I said, the guy's got a great backhand. He's not going to miss. Xavier just looked at me and he goes, well, 
Neither am I. <laughs> he just said, "We'll see who we'll see who wins that." Who battle. blinks first, right? And it was the funniest thing to see. Late in the first set, they got into a back end rally, mm. and you could just tell that Spadia had the attitude of, "I can hit." You know his te- his technique on his back it is absolutely second to none. Clean, uh, nothing, nothing unnecessary. Nothing unnecessary. Yeah, just he can he hit can a winner handle. if he wants to, but he will refuse to take the risk. He would rather you miss. And on a grass court, it was, I'd say at least twenty to thirty backhand cross courts with literally sixty percent pace, fifty. Like, not even really, either one of them did not want to budge. And they went back and forth and back and forth. Cross court. And Xavier won the mental battle of, I'm just going to hit one more than you. And then they started uh, pressing him. And what Xavier loves is, I dare you to go down the line. I dare you to hit to my forehand. Because his best shots are running forehand cross. And it was... It was really fun to watch, actually, to see Spadia go absolutely berserk. What a great match. Just, I can't believe this guy never misses a backhand. Do you recall if that it, went four sets or it went four. pretty long? Yeah. No. Uh, you, you'd have to we'll look, look it that up. up. We're going to look, look it up. up. We do research I, on this we do, show. Sometimes. We yeah. do. Yeah. We do, we do We're a pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, everyone, I yeah. think it was three straight. I'll, stand, I'll stand by that. Impressive. I think one set was close and it was two straight after that. So, favorite coaching moment? What, what, you know, what, what do you, what, what do you, what's the most memorable moment? Maybe. Well, actually, it's uh, off professional tennis. One of my best moments was Alex Pierre, a, a guy, a coach at the Four Seasons, finally getting a world ranking on the IT, on the ITF seniors, and he never played college tennis and never, you know, really played. A bunch of tournaments. And then he's all an injury here. Yeah. And now he's playing a lot. And we practice almost, you know, four times a week when I was in town. And, you know, when you he coached was, him up, right? I, I did. I did. To a point where he could really play. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a nice player. <laughs> but professionally, I would say the one match Martina played against Monica Sellis, I, think, I believe it was 1992 or three in uh, Paris. And we arrived there. Monica's number one. Martinez about three or four, and we hit on the indoor court, and it was very slow. Is this, is this Paris indoor or French Paris, Open? Paris indoor. Okay, so Bercy in the in that arena. No, it wasn't Bercy. Oh, it was they didn't play in Bercy. They played I know the men's Coubertin, was, I think. Okay, Coubertin. I think. And um, I'll never forget how she just started crying really? on the first practice. There is no way I can beat Monica she's on already, the surface. She's already thinking. I mean, in those she's days, already in, her mind, in those yeah. days, you know, it was a thirty-two draw or twenty-eight. She got a buy and she'd play on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So she played four or five matches, max. You know, and that was the tournament. So um, <laughs> we arrived, we hit a few balls, and she starts crying. I'm like, "What is wrong with you? This court's so slow. I can't." I said. Why don't we just get through a couple of matches and we'll you know, worry about it later? You know, yeah, you're going to have to be more patient, but also it'll take your slice, lefty. You know, you have a chance. You, you know, there's no reason to feel the way you do. 
But I understand. Just don't worry about that. Just get there. It's another day. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets to the final. Actually, Katie Lang happened to be in the crowd, and she kind of liked Katie Lang at the time. The musician? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's a vegetarian. Katie is? Yeah. And Martina turned vegetarian that week. <laughs> All of a sudden? Yeah. And I was, uh, I was eating hamburgers and drinking beer in front of her just to be a complete jerk. Yeah, you're, you're tempting her. That was, that was kind of how I did rolled. Did you get it right like two inches from her face? With no, the- no. But I just made it known that, yeah, I really didn't care. But uh, I felt for Martina that week. And uh, she really wanted to impress her. And she gets to the final. And I remember we had a great talk, and I wrote down on a piece of paper, <coughs> I said, here's where you're going to hit the ball. Mm. You're not going to go open court. You're going to, you know, approach down the middle to her forehand side, which is the right side, and she's left-handed. She has a cross-handed forehand. The grip is Cross-handed this, uh, forehand because yeah. she's left-handed. Okay, but, but she has great feel on that side. But when she is cramped on the right side, she can't pass very well. And it's just kind of a bullet. And I said, you'll be able to volley that, and you can do what you want with mm. it. And I said, just be patient. Keep the ball more in the middle. Don't give her angles, especially on the other side. I, I thought, for me, that was like one of my best coaching, like, like strategic moments. A solid game and plan. And she... Just absolutely stuck by it. I think she wanted three sets. And so uh, the the winner got a car or something. And she says to me after the match, I'm like all psyched. And she goes, what do you think, Craig? Should I, you know, should I give the car to KD Lang? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I thought she was going to say to you. I said, what? I go, why would you do that? She goes, you know, for the assist, for being here. I'm like. Craig, you're, you're like it's a <laughs> Craig. You're like it's a Porsche with a five-speed manual. That's for me, right? <laughs> Give something for me. A little something over this way. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> I was visible, visibly pissed at her for that. You're but. about ready to cry, weren't you? I was. <laughs> so I uh, was. that was my best coaching moment for me personally. Just yeah, knowing that I gave her the, the right game were. plan and how she felt at the beginning of the tournament and. For her to win that tournament was something special. Craig, you're a master of uh, not just analysis and recommending something but uh, to, a, to a player. But you're also distilling for us and our viewers and our, our audience. Um, I, I've got this analogy here. It's Martina is to impressing Katie Lang what Xavier is to learning f- Spanish verbs for the girlfriend. There's a, you know, those – those are the, kind of the behind-the-scenes yeah, things. Yeah, you're finding personal. them. Yes. No, I lived them. You lived them. I lived them. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, for... and I mean, those are personal things that probably I shouldn't talk about, and they were personal to them. There was a lot more that happened, but I feel like, you know, that that was a part of the game. That yeah. was a part of kind of coaching that you run into. You 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 deal with those things every day, you, you know, with those players you You coach. may even have to use it or, or uh, at least talk about it. Yeah. Neat. Well, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to talk about <laughs> that I've used. But <laughs> so, funniest moment in coaching is there one that sticks out? Because I'm going to ask you one. If you don't 
because I heard you, you talk about the other day. Yes. And I, I'll bring that up, but it, I'm going to see which one you, you say is your funniest, most uh, moment in uh, all this time. I don't. Can I, can I remind you then? Yeah, I'll, go I'll ahead. You, tell us how you met Billie Jean King, you know, and you were talking about Martina. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty – see, he's already laughing. I thought this was really funny because we had a, an event with Craig. We had him out here a couple of days ago, and he was a, telling yeah, stories. A, a Friday night, yeah, kind a of a Friday really night. nice, yeah. beautiful yeah. event here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Billie Jean, it was, a, it was in the top of Hilton Head Island. Um. The Hilton Head Island tournament at Sea Seascape or Sea 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 Pines. Sea Pines. Yep. Sea Pines, Pines Plantation. I, I believe the Stearns Stan Smith is there now. And uh, Bunny and Missy were the tournament directors. Mm. Bunny Williams, I believe, mm-hmm. and Missy McCall. They were um, great ladies and running the tournament became friends with them anyway just took great care of us and um it was early in my coaching with martina but it was towards when she was losing a few matches i'd met billy jean before but really hadn't had a conversation with her and i was talking with the tournament director with the pam whitecross the wta and it's upstairs and it's like a a cardboard box and you have the restroom right there. I mean, it, everything's kind of on display and I'm talking about Martina's game and Billy Jean, I can hear somebody from the restroom going, she doesn't know where her point of contact is. She has no clue. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I said, <laughs> I said, Billy, is that, I mean, is that you? Yes. I said, can you help me? <laughs> she said, yeah. Can you just tell her this and tell her that? And she's in the restroom on the toilet. Martina is inside. No, no, Billy, Jean Jean Billy is inside. Even she's better. overhearing Craig talk. She was overhearing my conversation. And she just piped in. She couldn't help herself. And anyway, that started our coaching relationship together. And Excellent. Martina hired Billy Jean to be her consultant, my mentor, as you will. And, uh, She's the reason I, I really had a job. <laughs> and, and still to this day. And still to this day, Philadelphia yeah. and, Freedom. And it comes full circle because Elton John wrote the song about her. Yes. And Craig Carden is about to fly up on Saturday yeah. to go be the head coach of the Philadelphia Freedoms. That's correct. Love that, it. And that's going to go for how long? About three weeks? Three right? weeks. Three weeks. And you have how many matches in three weeks? 14. 14 matches in three weeks, so 14 out of 21 days. So you don't get really too many days off. No. So it's just like bam, 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 right there. And the matches are probably, what, two and a half about, hours? About three hours? two and change, yeah. a little over two. Five, uh, five, five sets. Events, five right? events, men and women competing together as a team against another team. And um, you have men's singles, women's singles, Mixed doubles, men's doubles, and women's doubles. So you have five events. It's the first one to five. All five disciplines and a blast of a format for the fans, right? And it's, you know, we encourage cheering and a lot of music, a lot of promotions, but it really is a pride. It's cheering for your team. You're playing. All these guys are professionals. I mean, they get paid, but they want to win. So they're really taking it seriously. They're not. Absolutely. They don't view it as an exhibition. They're really. No. 
they're thinking, hey, I'm going to go kick some. No, and, and, and the ones that really, really do well and excel in it are the ones that are mentally tough, the players I'm saying. It really does make you a better player because mm-hmm. you're forced into this preparation that you're, you're, you're on the clock and you got to perform. Boom! Right away. Really fast. Right. And you're, you know, you look over and there are four teammates are like counting on you, and then you're going to count on them later. And you can go in there and tap somebody out, can't you? You can change. You substitutions, can. Have, have, you, right. have you ever done that? Oh yeah. Have you gotten some dirty looks off of that? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and you do it like a baseball manager right. would yeah. when it needs to be done, or is it? Uh, well, there used to be what? a lot of arguing with the umpire. It was kind of a show in that regard. Taking that out of it, I mean, with the innovations, with the Hawkeye, with kind Hawkeye of, uh, yeah. and the data, I mean, there's no arguing line calls. Um, but we do get one coaching timeout per per set. So you can raise a flag, and at any time during the match, you can have like a 90-second timeout and get Even a coaching. First and second serves, or do you have to wait till no, the point's yeah, over? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. For, After the point's the, over, you can go, oh, that's right. it. Right. And, then and I seconds. usually kind of uh, adhere to the players' wishes and see what what they want. What they'd like. Yeah. Um, what's the, the venue there in Philly? It is Hagen Arena Hagen. at St. Joseph University. Oh, St. Joe's University, yeah. That's right. And uh, uh, beautiful campus, by the way. And do you do you invite some local uh, celebrities and luminaries well, and Phillies guys? No, yeah, or? last year we had Jake Elliott. I knew oh, it. Did? Yeah, yeah. He, really? <laughs> he was pretty good. Yeah, he he kept wanting to like play points, and I kept wanting him to kick some field goals. He wanted to compete <laughs> <laughs> with the tennis ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. That's uh, so. Do you? Uh, how many teams are in in the league this year? Eight. Eight. And okay. who are your rivals? Washington, maybe? Washington. The, the uh, Castles, right? The Ca- Washington Castles. Yeah. Springfield Lasers, Lasers, who we lost to last year in the final. We had the best record. We were 12-2 and two last year. You and, only lost two matches yeah. out of 14. Springfield's record was a notch below yours, maybe? Wasn't as good, but they, they won but they the final. Got they got you. Got us in the final. Everybody they had ahead. a trade at the end. They did get a better doubles player. Uh, Daniel Nestor actually pulled himself out, and they got Demoyer, a Brazilian doubles mm-hmm. specialist, who was instrumental in, in their destruction of us. We just choked. I mean, we had the match won. We were ahead. And uh, as a team, we didn't come through. And so – Taylor had the most unbelievable season. Taylor Townsend did not lose one set of singles. Doubles, singles, everything? No, no just singles. Just 14 sets. She, she won every single set she played. So you could That's count on her for basically, you know, was it six yeah, points? You get a looking point. back on it, maybe I should have counted on her and put the uh, form and put the order of play with her finishing. Right. I'll never hear the end of it from Billy Jean on that one. Really? <laughs> Craig. <laughs> no, even, yeah, even yeah, from yeah. the restroom. So, no, no pressure. Even from the right. restroom. Right. Right. <laughs> Listen to me, Craig. I'm telling you. Did, now, can you set the order as the home? If you're the home team, home team coach sets the order of play. I did not meaning, realize that. Which, okay. uh, which matches go first. Typically right. uh, the home team can, you have this serve, you have the choice of serve or receive on number one, three, and five events. Odds. So usually you want to have your best servers on those events. Sure. Typically the male, the men's singles, men's doubles, and mixed 
you'd want those on those three. But the order, it doesn't really matter as much. You know, it just comes, it, it really doesn't matter. And I'm going to shake things up this year, and I'm not going to have the team get so used to a certain order. I want to have them, like, ready for anything. Yeah, there's some element of surprise in yeah, coaching. Yeah, because that's what's going to happen on the road anyway. Yeah. So, now, are there any new teams? Are there any? Las Vegas uh, Rollers. Rollers. And the name. Orlando Storm are new teams. You have Whitney Oswig playing for Orlando, and Madison Keys does a, a gig there. Also, Feliciano Lopez. Wow, really? Great. Nice nice Orlando. Beautiful game. Um, Las Vegas, you got Sam Query. You got the Bryan brothers. So um, they're going to be formidable. Is, is yeah. Agassi coming out of retirement and Graf? Are they going to come play? Locals. Wouldn't we all love that, right? <laughs> kind of fun, wouldn't it? So, but uh, well, real quick, all right? All right. Just we want to rapid fire here really fast, all right? Because we know you got to go, and we right? know he has good reflex volleys. That, that's right. You have really good hands, all right? right? Yeah. All right. So we, we're James Bond fans: Sean Connery, David Niven, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Tim Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, or Daniel Craig as the Bond. Which which James Bond do you? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Next. Number one. Well, we missed on that. We we, we had a pool going. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm almost sixty. Okay. All right, Bond girl. All right, Honey Rider, Percy Galord, Domino Durvald. Mrs. Bond, who is uh, uh, Diana Rigg from uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service, Plenty O'Toole, Holly Goodhead, Octopussy Jinx, Miranda Frost, Vesper Lind, or from the Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, a lot of vagina. <laughs> he looks stunned, doesn't he? <laughs> I've stumped him. I have actually stumped Craig Carden right here. Favorite favorite Pen- Bond girl? Penny. Penny? Money Penny? Money Penny. Oh, I was, was going to do that. Now, do you like the old one? Like the, new, the, no, the one with Sean no, Connery? the new one. The new one. Look at that. See? I, I, I kind of want Craig Carden to say it in the Sean Connery accent. Money penny. Money penny. <laughs> I love it. Hey, before you go, can we get a, a podcast liner? Can you, can you read that for us? Because we really appreciate your time out here. So we're going to make you read this because everybody, all first guests, you're our very first guest. It's That's been right. such a fun honor, hasn't it? All right. I'm the first guest. First guest. Reading my tagline, my name is Craig Carden, and when I think tennis, I always think of At The Net Podcast with AGC and CB1. There we go. Thank Craig you very Carden. much. Thank Craig you Carden, so much for thank you us. very much for coming, my friends. What a host. You know, we, we had a great time with this man right here, Craig Carden. Good luck for the Philadelphia Freedoms right there. You, next time we're going to have you back, you're going to sing the song. We're, we're going to make you sing it. Yes, we are. We're going to make him sing Philadelphia Freedom, mm-hmm. just like Elton John, right? So Pretty good song. That's a pretty good song. It's one of the best, yeah. Craig Carden, huge thanks. Craig yeah, Bell, thank well you. done. That was a blast. Oh, that was fun. And we, we got a little bit more out of him than what we thought we were going to, so we appreciate that. So, yep. All right, gang. Well, Craig, good luck. We'll see you down the road. Yeah, Come back and see us anytime, man. So, All right, see nice you around. Nice meeting you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, so that was our first set. That was a lot of fun. That was a great first, long, wonderful set, and a, and that, a that heck was of like a guest. A, that was like a, you know, maybe a, at Wimbledon. You know, there was no tiebreaker on that set, was no, there? No, we went uh, probably we went six, all seventy-one, the sixty-nine in the yeah. This first rem- set. it reminded me of the Gonzalez Passerel War. Yes, uh, something like back to when they played tiebreakers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, we had a good one. So. <laughs> I believe that was the year I was born. You know, right. how can I forget that one? Right. Well, that, that's that was just spectacular. It was fun with having Craig uh, just uh, fire with us, fire away, and so I think we got some good radio or podcast gold. Not radio gold, but podcast gold out of that. 
There was some good stuff. Yeah, it was neat. All right, on to the second set. So let's go with uh, Southwest 19 Thoughts. I think we oh, they kind of wrapped it up also, too. Are you going to go with uh, Serena or Simona? for the? For I, 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 there is definitely a part of me um, who would love to see Simona make Serena move a lot and uh, use some touch and feel. And I know she's got some great minds behind her. But I'm with Carden on this one, and I do think – Big serve, big forehand, big Experience. backhand, returns. 24. She's going to hit 24, huh? I think she's doing it. And she's her. been on the verge of this for a year or two. Her and Margaret. Yeah. Stand Smart. alone up there on the on the pantheon of uh, the mountain, of Mount Everest, right? That's it. All right. I, I think you're right, too. I, I, you're with me. I'm going there. No. All right. Men's, uh, men's who, who are we going for, the, the men's? Are we going for RBA or Bob, BBA, RBA, Bob Batista Agut, the uh, Baptist preacher? Or are, we <laughs> are we going with the Joker, first off? Rob the Baptist will give a good account for himself, and I believe he'll get a set off the Joker. But in the I, end, I think too much too little the guy. There. I yeah, think it's too J- much Djokovic's too little. the one. Yeah. And on the bottom half, um, I, am, I am with Craig Carden that my head says Rafa. My heart says. My heart says um, uh, Roger Federer as yeah. a fan of uh, Craig Bell mentioned. Um, the trophy says that it's the single-handed champion of the world. That's correct. And for that reason, you know, I'm fine with Rafa winning all the other slams, but Wimbledon, I'm for Raj. Yeah. So yeah I mean, I, he's – and Craig did mention there was a little controversy about Rafa being seated That's third right. versus Roger being second when, in reality, on the ATP Tour, you know, Rafa is number two in the world and Roger is number three. But Wimbledon, yeah. as, as they – kind of do on their own every once in a while they kind of go on their own path and, and do different things so you know and i know they're going to catch some flack for that um perhaps they've motivated rafa to, to achieve um, but th- they do some progressive things like they started the idea of open tennis they were they were the tournament that started that in 1968 they that's correct they uh, were pioneers in equal prize money so you know, that's true. As, yes. as traditional and the all white, and I think we mentioned it last buttoned episode. Up. You know, they, it's uh, so buttoned up, so buttoned down. the The amount of color on the outfits has actually gone down. down. The rules have it, tightened. Yes. So as, as conservative as they are, in, in some ways, they're quite progressive historically. Also, in so other let's, ways. let's give them. Uh, they're the masters of the the tennis world, I believe. It's the cathedral of tennis. I think Craig Carden mentioned it's like the masters and. Uh, there's something to be said about the keepers of the book, and yes. and we're going to give that to Wimbledon. Yep. And uh, they get the nod, don't they? Yeah, they do. And the other three slams are remarkable in their ways, but this is the way in which these guys are remarkable. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll go with. Uh, I'm go. I'm still going to stay with the Joker as one in the the, the event. So are, are you going with? You've been consistent all along with yeah. that, Craig. Yeah, I respect that. Are you going? Are you going with Rafa in the finals, or if he gets to the finals, who who, who is your choice for? I think on pure emotion, it's Roger Federer, and that never works. That's correct. Uh, the, the only time that's ever worked for me is the 1983 Roland Garros final, where I thought, "Oh, Noah's going to beat Vilander. He's going to serve volley on clay." <laughs> that's the one time I've ever. Uh, I, I wish I could say I won. Wish I could say I won 500 bucks on that, but I was not a betting man at, at, at the time? age of 14. <laughs> but it didn't uh, put a. Put a dollar. You didn't put it back down on that one, huh? No way. And that's one of those times that an emotional. Oh, the, I guess the other one was O two, uh, U.S. Open when Sampras somehow uh, overcame Agassi. Yes, I remember in that match. Four sets. Yes, and that was a good I, match. I also got the feeling that, gosh, that was emotional. That was amazing. And if that had gone five, Andre wins it. 
Very nice. Yep. Also, we want to give a shout-out to our, a local Texas girl. Since we're in Big D, yes. Savannah brought us in the girls' women's I guess they call it young women's doubles, I guess. What do they call that? Is it girls' doubles? I, I, I think they, they do girls. say girls. Girls, yeah. yes. They do say they girls. Call it, they call it women's singles. Mm-hmm. It's not ladies. It's women's. It used to be ladies, right? And then, but they always call it Miss or Mrs. You know, like mm-hmm. it used to be Miss Serena Williams or Mrs. Serena Williams, that kind of stuff. Progressively, uh, they've gone with yes. Ms. now. Yes. Oh, they do. Yeah, in the in the adult draws, but yes. in the juniors, it's still Ms. You mentioned Savannah brought us. Uh, I've met her a few times here in Frisco and Dallas, Texas. She was uh, part of the exhibition that you and I did the broadcast for. That's correct. For. Yes. It was a Smashing Childhood Cancer, Cancer. event. Yes. It was a really great event. Back, and, back uh, in she, the, uh, what was it, December, uh, January time frame? I think it was February. February. February right early after February. the Australian Open. Yes, that's right, correct. It was the week leading into the Dallas Challenger. I, I remember this because Mitch Kruger, uh, Taylor Dent, and two juniors, one of them was Savannah Broadus. That's correct. And uh, they were they out there playing. Mixed yes, and that is, that's right. It was fun for us to broadcast the match. Um, uh, interview Mitch Kruger, and you know, two three days later, Mitch won his first round and kept rolling and won the entire Challenger. He, he did. Yes, yeah, he did. Indoors, we saw yeah. him right there at Lifetime. That yeah. was probably it. That's, Maybe that was the fuel. Right, a little indoor, extra indoor practice. That, that's correct. Oh. Well, good stuff right there. From and the second set, let's move into the third set. Third set. Then that's uh, where I want to start off with. Uh, this is what's your game, Mister Chad? Uh-huh. We're going to rename it. What's your game? Just in, in the great uh, Arik Goldfinger, James Bond. We told you we're James Bond fans. We're here. pretty. F- yeah, we're pretty fixed on that. I like it. This is going to be uh, miscellaneous musings. What we called it in our first first uh, uh, segment, but it's going to be called "What's Your Game, Mister Chabria?" You want to start off with uh, local. Uh, Tennis extraordinaire person, Tut Bartson. Want to shout out to the Bartson family. Uh, they lost a good man last night, uh, Wednesday night. God uh, rest his soul. Yeah, that, that's July 10th. a, a what? titan in the tennis industry. Oh, my goodness. There isn't yeah. any. Worldwide, not just here yeah, in Texas. For somebody from San Angelo, Texas, that uh, started playing tennis back in San Angelo days with the Ritchie family. That's right. Yeah, I believe yeah. that uh, he grew up out there in the San Angelo area and, and made his way all the way to uh, to the top of the pinnacle, uh, Mount Everest of uh, U.S. tennis. He uh, was a uh, – I, I remember him as a young guy who I, I was a fan of Davis Cup um, I've been New Yorker and I loved McEnroe and I remember seeing McEnroe break all these Davis Cup records but you can't break Tut Bartson's it, it's going to be Cup very record. difficult I mean that guy was a Davis Cup hero he was 15 and 0 in Davis Cup matches never lost never never lost so if you want somebody to win like Taylor Townsend did with uh Fourteen uh, matches for the freedoms. fourteen sets for yeah. the freedoms. Then you want Tut Bartson to play your last match. Uh, well, they wouldn't do that. They they would play doubles or no singles. He could be the yeah, last yeah, singles. Yeah. He'd yeah. be the last singles guy. He could be your your second uh, singles if if you get to that point where it's uh, you know two all in matches. You want you want to roll out Tut Bartson for for the victory because he and, never lost. And I know uh, Craig mentioned uh, that that's of local interest, but really he was born in Austin. The people of San Angelo will will. We'll take claim credit. Yep. The people of the great state of Virginia, William and Mary, is where he played his college tennis. I don't think he lost. Didn't he go one season with just like something ridiculous? You know, he didn't lose a college match. Also, too, I think it was something. If I remember reading about about him, that uh, he didn't 
He never lost, basically. Impressive, uh, <laughs> impressive tennis player. And local TCU and, coach. And impressive coach, too. Yeah. And yeah. I think Fort Worth will probably claim him as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, all parts of Texas for sure. But he was a, an American Davis Cup legend. You know? yes. Oh, hero. Yeah. No. Now he, uh, so we're uh, shout out to the, the Bartson family. By uh, the way, 91 years yeah. uh, and a great life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, job well done, Tut. King Tut, as they called him around uh, <laughs> you know, many, many occasions. Uh, th- you know, he uh, was a great guy. and. And uh, we're very sorry that uh, our thoughts and prayers to the Bartson family at this time. But uh, wanted, wanted to mention that. Uh, all right, so on to our next thought. What about uh, – I had this thought, and I want to get your, your thoughts on this. Uh, all-star game for tennis, you know. What, what You know, I was watching the Major League Baseball All-Star game, and they – well, I like watching the Home Run Derby. I know some people that's always like, ah, who, who cares about the Home Run Derby? I find it fascinating, personally. I, I like to sit there and watch it. And then you see the baseball game. You know, they've got a really nice All-Star game for Major League Baseball. The NBA does a good job. They've done a couple of different formats. NHL does the hockey All-Star game. And NFL, that's probably – of the four biggies right there, that's probably the least – you know, that's almost like a flag football game that yeah. they're playing out there for the NFL. But they still do an All-Star game. What would – would do you think tennis should have some type of all star where they can have the, like the young ones, you know, you know, skill challenge or fast serve contest, targets, you know, that kind of thing? Is there is is am I just you know thinking, you know, ah, leave it alone, Craig? You know, Craig, kind of I, I I want to tell you, I love your idea. There is definitely a part of my brain that says, well, we kind of have that with Labor Cup because it's your Europe all stars against the all stars from other countries. However, when you say home run derby as a broadcasting student as a broadcaster some of the things that i've studied are recent and some of them are from the 60s where the home run derby involved guys like stan the man music oh yeah mickey, and mickey mantle mickey mantle right these are some big hitters oh yeah uh, henry aaron oh know, yeah willie Mason. Yeah, they, they all they all hit that home run derby and when that idea was new it was beyond exciting for people and you didn't have to have t-shirts in a cannon or um yeah, you music. Didn't, you didn't have to yuck it up. It right. was it was what it was. It was exciting for the people, and I would love to see the NFL combine style, like you, you mentioned, skills. Um, uh, Four hands down the line, just like yeah. our USPTA test. You, right. you can come up with some funny, you know, or, 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 or some, hey, not funny, but just some really good competition. Or, or running challenge, eight ball drills. Yeah, you know, that kind yeah of spider, stuff. spider, spider right? Yeah. Or let's return Andy Roddick's serve. Right, and they can or, serve it out of a yeah. yeah, out of like a big ball machine. It, that, it could that, be, uh, it could be uh, uh, AI. It could be machine learning. It could be a standardized serve banged at you with X number of lefty RPMs. You know, and. Uh, 130 miles an hour and all that. Kick it up over your yeah. head. See if you can oh, hit yeah. an overhead off the return. Yeah. yeah. Pitching but machine style. Yeah. I just think it would be kind of fun to kind of do something different, think outside the box. Yeah. I mean, yeah. tennis is, is, is a great sport. Trust us. We, we, we both love the great game. And, and, and it, we're, in some ways, we're purists. We're, I would agree with somebody who said, hey, let, let tennis be tennis. But what a fun idea. Uh, to have an all-star break. Just something different, you know, in the middle yeah. of the season, like kind of like maybe, you know, in between. I know the U.S. Open's tried that a little bit, but, or, or maybe do you do it at, at, at one of the season-ending events, you know, just to showcase. I know they're doing the 21, uh, what is that, that tournament for um, around the time that uh, – uh, the C- oh, the ATP it's, World the, it's the Turin. It's the, uh, the yeah. um, in, in, next, in, gen. next Gen. Next Gen. That's, that's it. That's ATP it. Next Gen. It's 21 and under yep. title. 20, and, and they do this different format, Fast Four, things like that. There is a definite place in tennis, in, if I may say, entertainment for that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Hey, so, so powers that be, 
powers that be. Get on it. Our, our very own Craig Carden. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the All Stars from Washington Castles, oh, the, yeah. Springfield Lasers. I, yes. I, I almost sprained a middle finger there with my air quotes. A little Austin <laughs> Powers reference for our man CV One. <laughs> lasers. <laughs> Doctor so, uh, Evil. Yeah, and I should have done it with Craig was here, but yeah. but how fun it would be to have some professionals do an All Star break yeah. and. Uh, and yuck it up and have a great time and shoot some T-shirts from a cannon. Might as well. And Why play not? some music that's way too loud. Oh, that's yeah. Overproduced. Yeah. Right. No, no, I just yeah. thought that that'd be – I just I was just watching that. I go, why doesn't tennis have something like that? Well, I mean, we, we could do something like that fairly easily. You could have four or five little fun things that yeah, uh, I, I don't, the pros would be – you know, it'd be fun to see who had the, the biggest serve and, and uh, or knock the targets down out of 10 out of 10. You know, you put some cones up. And, yeah, I mean, and, uh, we've seen some things like this at Arthur Ashe Kids Day, but – for my tastes, um, I could do with less of a boy band and more of the skills yeah. drills. Well, and, yeah. and you could make it worthwhile for some money, you know, yeah. some bragging rights yeah. on the line. I mean, good grief, USDA, you got like $250 million off that <laughs> tournament. You know, I mean, come on. You know, throw, throw a couple of pounds out there, you know. I, I, are, you, are you telling us that, that the budget is there? Yeah, I'm saying yes. It's yes. more than there. Thank yeah, you. So I'm, I'm going, you know, this podcast is, is about tennis, but at the same time, we can throw some darts at the – or some some uh, arrows at the shoot shoot them at the castle, you know, so to speak. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so we're in favor. Two thumbs up. All right. So another thought: sunglasses or sand sunglasses? You know, sometimes you see people playing with sunglasses on. Or are you a fan of the sunglass or not sunglass? I, I am not a fan. Um, I get that it's Tips healthy. Arvich, you don't uh, like yeah, it. You don't. Yeah, like, yeah. Tipsy has those. Uh, there have been a few players. Yeah. One of my favorites um, from yesteryear, Arno Clement. Or some Oakleys. He did. Yep. Yes, he did. And you know he Just had to. He had a. You had to pair it with that bandana, and I think Tip Sarvich does too. Yes. Because you're going to get some fog and sweat down in those. That's correct. That's probably one of the reasons I, I've I've not been a sunglass wearer, and also. Do you uh, feel like that you lose? You know the the clarity of the ball is it harder to pick up? Uh, as a purist, I, I would say, yeah. I I, I want to just. You don't see batters in baseball wearing sunglasses, but you see outfielders. Outfielders wearing sunglasses. for sure. So is there a difference between trying to catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball or a 130-mile-an-hour, 40-mile-an-hour serve versus, you know, maybe somebody out in the outfield where the ball is not quite as, you know, you have to have the – you have a little bit more time to react. Do you think that's probably the case? I believe it. Okay, so you think the sunglass companies need to come up with a little bit better yeah. refinement, kind of like HDTV, you know, or 5G or whatever it's coming the out The polarization, right now. the curvature of the lens, there's some There's still some, there's some limitations. Some, some more things that they yeah. can come up with, basically. Okay. Yeah. So. As an outfielder, yes on the shades. As a batter, as a tennis player, for me, no thanks. No thanks. Okay, headband, no headband. Did you do? Uh, did you ever? Were you a headband guy? I, I'm. Uh, I am even now a bit of a bandana guy. Yes. And back then, I had the definite tan line. I had the dark Farmers, hair, yes, white forehead, brown face, uh, white wrist from the wristbands, yes, white feet, feet. which I still have yeah. from the socks. You'll never lose that. Never going to lose these. Right. So yeah, I'm a headband guy. I must ask you, Craig, because I've seen you in hats. But are you a hat or no hat, headband or no headband man? I was a headband man in college. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I had my I've favorite bandana. Hair. Oh, I yeah. remember you had a lot had of long. Hair. Yeah. Had, you had, had that great, yeah. <laughs> I had good hair at one time. Man, it's going, it's Early going south really fast. You know? I don't know what happened, but I'm almost 60, so I've, yeah. I feel pretty lucky that I made it this far with uh, with, with the, the scalp I have. I've embraced it. I, I read a stat that uh, allows me a lot of freedom. It said... Um, uh, by age 36, and we're way past 36, 68% of men experience the hair loss. 
At, si- at 36? And I thought, what the heck? Yeah, hey, it's fine. You're living on borrowed money yeah. now, right? And, and my joke is always, hey, I, I also believe that 68% of all statistics are uh, fabricated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. mean, uh, you know, Dave, like yeah. 70% of all Americans know that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dave, Dave, and, Dave and DMAC both have their head of hair. So they are in their a, 20s. They got a full lock of and hair. And they're looking yeah, strong. They, they look pretty good. <laughs> they're looking great. All right, uh, and, and folks at home, you can't see us now, but... If you feel like it, go on the Instagram, go on our social media, and you'll see pictures of all of us, and uh, right, yes. you'll be able to poke fun at that. Yeah, Please do. <laughs> we would love it. Excellent. All right. Third third part of third set. Yep. All right. Uh, rituals. Did you have any rituals? Do you see any funny rituals out there like Rafael Nadal? I'd never shake hands with him after oh, a match. The, I might uh, give him the, the knuckle bump, go, hey, you know, <laughs> that, you know, you know where his hand's been. It's been in his nose and on his butt, you know. So why would you want to shake hands with the guy afterwards? No, yeah. I like uh, the the between the legs that Isner does. I loved Rodney Harmon as a young junior. I saw him as a young pro, and he would request a tennis ball, not just for bouncing on the serve, but for bouncing on returns and then putting it in his pocket. I don't. He was that. a huge believer, and he's now a a prominent U- U- tennis USTA coach. coach. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, I, I I believe he understood the value of ritual early on. When I coach, um, you know, I, I, I like when people don't rush between serves. So for me, I would just say breathing is your own internal ritual. Uh, I had a coach who was from Scotland who had a hand in the development of Jamie Murray and his older brother, Andy Murray. Um, he had some weird stuff, and he talked about, you know, if you're right-handed, See if you can squeeze your left hand. He was before Jim Lair and Jack Roppel and Pat Etcheberry were big on put the racket in your non-dominant hand, breathe, ritual, straighten strings. All he, that. He, he, coach, our, our coach, Coach Phil Ritchie of, uh, of Scotland, um, was all over that stuff. Not and Lionel? Not Lionel Not Lionel Ritchie. Ritchie. Uh, though I think he may have done some all night long. I, I think I, he was more of an ACDC guy like many Scottish right. people are. But uh, yeah, it, was, it was a heck of a couldn't, great couldn't coach. Couldn't miss that. They were sitting right great there on the coach. tee too. Yeah, I right, appreciate yeah. it. And to, to truly answer your question, yeah, there are some rituals that that will refocus and rebuild and get you back in a – in a point, and that, that recovery is so huge. So, so you'll I'm, step I'm on a, a line? Will you step on a line? Or you walk I'm, over the line? I, that's the thing. Ritual, yes. Superstition, nah. No. My, my no, favorite no. line about superstitions is, oh, I'm not superstitious. I'm only a little stitious. <laughs> not super, but just stitious. <laughs> just a little. Mildly stitious. So you, you'll step on the line. Doesn't matter, I'm right? fine with it. The line doesn't You won't matter. break your mother's back. No. Right? Not a believer in luck. No. Okay. How about you, CB? Uh, you know, not really, you know, for the most part. You know, I do do bounce the ball three times, basically. You know, I respect that. I, I'm a three-person three kind of person. Uh, mm-hmm. Before every game, I, I toss the ball in the air three times because – I want to see I, I see if my toss is at the right height. Makes also sense. looking for the sun, uh, see where it's going, and then also where the wind is, if there's any wind outside. These are all scientific. Yeah, these aren't they're stitches. Not, but they're, but they're, yeah, no, yeah. they're, they're no stitches. <laughs> they're not they're, even stitches. They're, they're rituals, yeah. though, but they're rituals. And yeah. then I also, uh, when I return serve, I, I, I go to the single sideline and the baseline. I put my right foot on on that, that point, and then I back up three steps and move a half step over. So that's like this is a field like goal a field kicker. goal kicker. That's this exactly totally what sounds, I yeah. yeah. And so I'm, and then I adjust from that point there. Makes that, sense. Yeah. So that's that's kind of some quirky things that I do. If people see me, they'll see me back up three steps and a half step over. They're looking at me like, 
I don't know if they realize that I do that all the time yeah. on return. I, I bounce the ball three times uh, on my serve typically, then, uh, and then I, I toss the ball three times. Craig, these are all good. These are all scientific. And though they're quirky, you're not going 25, 29. I've seen you play. You're not going a long time. No. You're handling this. Yes. You're handling your business in 10 to 16 seconds. Yes. Oh, you're, yeah. There's and no, you're there's, getting on with it. Like no. your match is, number one, your points aren't very long because you're an attacking player with exceptional volleys, returns, and serves. But even between points, you're... I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. your matches are under an hour and a half. I, I'm trying to do that for on yeah. a reason, right. When I was really playing a lot, yeah. uh, you know, I was trying to keep the flow going. And, and it, not because I was nervous, but just no. I just like to keep keep the thing moving, trying to keep yep. that person off balance, not letting them trying to get into a groove. I didn't want anybody getting in a groove because yeah. that way that was going to be bad for me. I knew that. So that Smart. was not my uh, my deal. All right, let's move to the fourth set. Shall right? we? Cause, fourth cause, set, baby. Because yeah, we're, we're going long again. Man, we've got just a lot of t- stuff to talk about. As, as uh, a fellow podcaster, John Falbo says, I've got a lot to say. I got a lot to right. say, right? Let's and let's say it. And there's two of us. Stop it. Let's yeah. say it, man. All right, four set. All right, our cup runneth over. I, I titled this one "Our Cup Runneth the Over." The cups, yes, the cups. So there's two two good cups, and there could be a Federation Cup. We could throw that in there. Yeah, too. Yeah, there's Fed Cup. Yeah, uh, Davis Cup format. Are you in favor of the new one site format where they all meet, the nations meet uh, at one location in December? Oh, what a loaded, loaded question, I my know, friend. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll give you my thoughts. I'll tell you, I grew up as a Davis Cup fan, and back then, love the Davis in the Cup. Seventies and eighties, and even the nineties. The, there's really, I mean, yeah, I love college tennis. I love it almost as much, maybe more than I love pro tennis. But my goodness, Davis Cup was the top of the mountain. Oh yes, and people like McEnroe, Villander, Edberg, <laughs> Boris Becker. Arthur Ashe, who was a, yes. a hero as a player and as a captain. I mean, these these, uh, and and then we go back to a few years before my time. Laver, Emerson, Rosewall, Troni Traber, all these remarkable names. Lou Hode, these guys. Jimmy Connors, Jimmy, Jimmy. you know, and, and he, Dick Stockton. Yeah, yeah. oh, Stockton. Yeah, Cliff Drysdale. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy didn't place Davis Cup over slams, but. It was in there. He was there. For yeah. all those guys. Did Bjorn Borg, did he, he played a few times. Didn't he, he was Sweden? Davis Cup champion for yes. Sweden a few times. In fact, I believe uh, it was 74. I mean, I, I remember he was pretty young, and he didn't have the Donets and the Filas. He was wearing, uh, I think, Slazinger and That's beating right. up on guys yes. in Davis Cup. And he was about 18. I and they it, thought, who's this Who's this punk? Who's this young lady with the long blonde hair and the two hands on the backhand? <laughs> and, 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 he, and I think he turned his collars up he all of Benoit Pair. He, he was the early Benoit Pair. Early, early fraternity. Yes. Early fraternity look, yeah, yes. with the little little logo and, yes. the, and, the, and the collar popped. Yes. Yeah. They, they did that. I remember I remember uh. that with the Slazinger, yes. Uh, yeah, then there, there's just some, I think, some really interesting uh, countries and things that went on at countries when you were the home team. That you you couldn't get. Yeah, some of these were unfair, like mirrors and coins thrown at you, and you hear some horror cheering, stories. But cheering, but are yeah. you are, are you ever going to forget those horror stories? Uh, it's just yeah. so memorable for me. Right, and the the uh, the what's a, the mosaic of Davis Cup with one hundred and ninety whatever countries participating in it. That's correct. That's something truly great and home and away and all that. And we're losing that with the one site thing. Well, I mean, because because I was I remember this. 
just a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when Spain won the Davis Cup. They were playing in the bull ring, you know, and was it David Ferrer came back and won a match. Wow. And it was just unbelievable. The crowd went crazy, and he was just being lifted off. by. He won the – it was the fifth match. Mm-hmm. And I remember he, I, they were playing in the, in the famous bull ring in yeah. Madrid, I believe, yeah. or maybe Barcelona. It was one of those. But and they, he was the matador. He, he was, was the, the matador. Deal, yeah. Oh, I remember I was like, man, this is cool. I mean, yeah. where are you going to do this? I mean, you're going to be able to play in the in, in a bullfighting rink. you got a tennis court, and everybody everybody's going crazy, 15,000, 13,000, you know, screaming Spaniards. You know, And, I mean, I can, cannot remember who they were playing, but I remember it was for the Davis Cup. Wow. And, I mean, so you'll lose a little bit of that flavor. So you'll are you in it. favor? You'll lose of, it. I am going to say just as a fan who sometimes – you know, goes to these things. There's something, I am going to say something positive. There's something kind of cool about going to one place on a quick vacation and spending a week somewhere and seeing pretty much all your favorite players. That said, we should have asked Craig Carden, who was just here. um, When you, when you speak with guys like Johan Creek, Henri Leconte, Yannick Noah, these guys who, um, have a remarkable sense of the history of Davis Cup. I haven't talked to a, a John McEnroe, but when you speak to these guys from the 80s and 90s, they uh, they see this as ruining Davis Cup. Because we, this today we didn't get to the story behind the story. Yeah. This was the day, July 11th, 1982, the yes. famous match between McEnroe and Vlander in St. Louis. That was in the Lou, yes. In the Lou, St. Six and a half hour match. Six hours, 32 minutes. Uh, we had, I remember that was such a weird, wonderful time in men's tennis. You had Mats Vlander, who was very young at the time. Um, I'm guessing he was 17. Maybe 18. This was 82. So, yes. yeah, he was 17. 23-year-old McEnroe. And John Se- was a veteran. Yeah. 17-year-old. He was actually 17-year-old. Yeah. He was 17. 17. 23 He, he had a 17. graphite racket. He had that Rosignol F200 carbon. Always a great uh, he, racket. You know, just the, uh, I still with have a great, two. With a great uh, T-shirt, which oh, was always back in the uh, I love it. 80s. Give me Rosignol or, or give me give head. Or give me head. <laughs> it, was the, it was the choice you had. Yeah. So I, I actually, And we'll let, we'll let the viewers kind of think about that statement right there, careful. however they want to. But yeah, it could be careful. Careful, careful, careful. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, and John, anyway. uh, that was early graphite era and late wood era. So John was using uh, the Max Ply McEnroe, which was just a slightly beefier throat, maybe a little fiberglass over the wood of a standard size 68 square inch head Dunlop uh, Max Ply. So here's wood versus graphite. Here's the the. The American versus the Swede. American versus cool Swede. Old, kind of a little older versus a little younger, upcoming buck. And you know, I would there. tell you, if that was on an outdoor clay court, Mott's wins it. It happened to be on a fairly quick indoor court in St. Lou. And John got it, and it took him six and a half hours. The third set itself took two hours and 39 minutes. May I guess 20, uh, 18, six, no, 20, 22 to 20? 15, 17. Tremendous. 15, 17. And 8, 6 in the fifth and the decisive yep. match. Of the 3-2 U.S. win over Sweden in the quarterfinal round. Yeah. Excellent. Isn't that amazing? I mean, th- and that happened today, July 11th, 1982. Back, 1982. back in the, 37 years ago. By my my Oklahoma math, you know, <laughs> says 37 years ago. Is that That's correct? Great, you yeah. got it, man. But, but yeah. we were, but that was Davis Cup. So anyway, so now we can fast forward back. Yes. to yes. Are you still a fan of, of uh, the one side that could still go on in? The one side. It doesn't have to necessarily be in St. Louis. You know all these great things that uh, you know the bull bull ring. You know, will it be at a at a um, 
neutral site? Neutral, it'll be a yeah. neutral site. And it'll be more of a, you know, uh, I would hate to say, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe just kind of a cookie cutter location, you know, and, and you, know, the you, whole, you lose the flavor. That's, I, I love the flavor. I love the smell. The, the whole the, the taste. world is going that way. But I, I, you know, as much as we can decry it and all these wonderful, smart guys who are going to miss the old flavor of the Davis Cup, that said... I'm probably going, you know, yeah. like what, yeah. like I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to, I'm going to tune in. Well, I'm going to go. Yeah. And, and, and I think the one site's the best. I mean, that, I'm, I mean, I've, do. Talk, I've, I've talked, you know, I'm reminiscing yeah. about all the old things, but you know what? I think one's, one's better just for the, for the game to, to, to move into another, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've got your hosts disagreeing and you've got, uh, irony happening because the club pro who's a little more, Aged uh, about you're not, nine you're not years going old. With me? I'm not with you, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I thought you were. I, I'm normally oh. the bad guy, and yeah. you're the good one. And uh, no. and I'm going tradish and uh, CB1 I'm, I'm, progressive. Are you good cop then? And I'm, I'm bad cop. All of a sudden, oh, I'm good no. cop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> terrible. Oh, our that's producer, terrible. Our, our producer, like terrible. Terrible. <laughs> that's Charles that Barkley. Terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> Oh, I, you're, I, I, I thought I, you would have been, you know, for the new site. Uh, yeah. I uh, no. I try to be diplomatic and all that, but I'm uh, I'm okay. old school. All right, well we'll, yeah. we'll we'll agree to disagree. I, on I'm that. not so old school that I want the challenge round that that thing before still, I was a kid. Still, right, it's, yeah. it still stays at yeah. home and away, I good, believe. Good, but yeah, just the the is it the top sixteen, eight, eight, sixteen, eight, eight, like 16, that. 12, 12, 12, maybe twelve. It's you a, get to yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Olympics, like. Who cares about tennis in the Olympics? I mean, come on, we already got it anyway. With I mean, when it's on, I'll yeah. go, I'll watch it. Yeah. I, I'm into it, but yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not Wimbledon. I get it, you know. Or Roland Garros. I mean, it's kind of cool to walk in with all the athletes you got in one venue. In, the world is watching, you know. But really, th- does golf need the Olympics? Does tennis need the Olympics? We got our own stuff. We got big time our own stuff. That's right. Like, Won't they get stock car racing in the Olympics or yeah. something? You know, I mean, yeah. who cares? You know, mm-hmm. uh, but tennis, tennis is is fine. Either way, but I'm I'm for one side, and you're you're not. Okay, I'm so tradition. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Labor Cup. All right, let's are go. You, are you Labor Cup guy? Are you interested in that or not interested in that? I, I've heard it called um, shameless commercialism and all that, but how can is it really? A, I, don't, I don't know. The the I mean, are, I love the King. Yeah. But is, is this really something that the King thought of to honor Rod Labor? I mean, is that? Uh, I've got my own suspicions, but uh, is it a commercialized play at uh, trying tr- a money grab in some respects? I see it as a money grab. Um, that said, how do you not love Federer? How do you not love the namesake, Rodney oh, George Laver? Absolutely. So I respect it for those reasons. And strangely, yeah, I didn't spend 250 bucks for a ticket and go up to Chicago, Chicago. or mm-hmm. Prague. And did I you watch it on I TV? I did. Yeah, I like the black passing court. interest. I like the black court. I like the energy. I like the sofas and you know Jack Sock pounding around with Nick Kyrgios and John. You can see Drake twisting and tweaking the dial. <laughs> that's right. You're that's up there right. in the stands. You know, I mean, with to the me, turnstile. That's know, funny. Shack I rapping. like that. Yeah, I like that. that. And one of my close okay. friends um, is a teaching pro in Chicago and was there. Quick shout out to Joey Salerno. Joey loved it. You know, the boys all practiced, both teams, by the way, Europe and the world, practiced at the club where he is, uh, uh, head of uh, a junior program there. It's Midtown Athletic Club. It used to be Midtown Tennis. Big, big tennis place. Wonderful club. Um, you know, I, I visited. 40 indoor courts or something like this. Something it's, ridiculous. It's remarkable. I mean, there's even four or five across the street, too, that, that's part big of the club place. now. Big place, right. I, I played a tournament there. I think it was 16 and unders indoors 
yeah, I think it was 16s. It was a long time ago, obviously. And the club is bigger and better and more iconic. And now they have all kinds of stuff. But getting back to Joey, he was he was pretty impressed with the whole operation. And I think it inspires so many people, especially if you can, you know, afford the 250 bucks or whatever for the it, tickets. Anytime and all that. you get to yeah. see tennis like that. That's it. And they seem like they were interested. But I, I'm kind of interested, but it's kind of like, eh. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, when you got Rafa. You got Nadal, you got Federer and Djokovic yep. on one team. Who's going to beat them? You know, what I mean, I mean. And can you imagine if uh, if Stan was also on that team? There's you know, no like, way. There are all these injured guys who uh, Dominic was. I guess Dominic and Dimitrov were, yeah. But that's that's quite a stacked team, and, uh, the, and yeah. it makes me root for uh, an America uh, or the uh, world. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm not always rooting for Jack Sock, but you can bet at Labor Cup I am, or. Nick Kyrgios. Or John Isner or somebody yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, yeah you want fantastic. them to. I just, uh, just kind of like, eh, really? Okay, you know. I mean, when you got those guys, then they would they could have had Andy Murray on the team also, too, when he was playing. They could have had four guys in the top, you know, top four right there, and then we have everybody else. It's kind of like Gilligan's Islands and the rest, you know. Mm-hmm. So the professor and Murray and, you know, they were yeah. kind of and the rest. If yeah. you remember the first season. I do. Yeah, they, I do. they didn't put them in there, yeah. and then they, they were always and the rest, and it's kind of yeah. like. Okay, so you got you know you got the front line, you got the starting lineup of, of those top four that could play, and it's nice that that uh, they're adding some different people to it. I think it's it's fun. I I think it's a fun format. I'm just not real. It do, it doesn't really wow me. But I mean, but I'm I love tennis, and so yeah. do I support it? Sure, but it's not it's not one of my favorite. You know, events. You know, I, I just don't think. Yeah, and I love Rod Laver. I think he's. Oh I, my goodness! In, in my opinion, he, he's you know he's still. The, the he's the goat for me. Even though Roger the King, I call him the King. Anybody who can win, you know, two Grand Slams, one in '62, the other one in '69. Yeah. You, you didn't get a chance to play for seven years. Yeah. I mean, you lost 28 opportunities to play Grand Slams. Yeah, seven that guy times four. He would have punted that thing way out of the seven reach. times four is 28 slams. By yes. the way, 21 of those would have been on grass, and he was the man. Very handy on grass. Yeah. Yes. So I think he would have knocked out. 17 or 18 more of those at least. And then he what that would have put him at 30-plus right there. Yeah. So nobody would have caught him. And, and uh, you know, I, I know we talk about Rod Laver in terms of his uh, accomplishments and the fact that those two records will probably never be broken. I know Djokovic has gotten close and yes. Roger has uh-huh. too. But uh, let's just talk a little bit about how he hit the ball and how he moved. You know, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, remarkable mover, very strong. I know he caught a lot of flack early in life as a guy who hit very hard and missed a lot and sometimes hit the back of the fence. But he can bend the ball. He, he was shaping the ball back he was when, shaping. before the, sh- the word shape even. Before yeah. pat the dog and shape the ball <laughs> and shot tolerance, right. this cat had it all. Yes. And here's my quick story. I know we're talking about his prowess on grass, but I got a chance at this wonderful club, Sawmill River Club, uh, just outside New York City in Westchester County, I believe the town is Mount Kisco, uh, Almaden Grand Masters, and Rod Laver may have been, I'm guessing, you know, uh, graying hair, balding, 40-year-old. This guy hit a massive return, takes three steps in, and hits a one-handed backhand lefty, of course, one-handed backhand swing volley. And as a, I don't know how old I was, playing 12 and unders or 10 and unders or whatever, I look at my dad like, what was that? Like, that guy. That cat holds, got something. That guy, cat can ball. Right. Like, I felt like I was, uh, right. I don't know. I, 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 told, I was watching some superhero, and the guy's 40 years old. Right. The dude was just awesome. I just, I think he's in my, my book, like I said, Roger's right there. Yeah. You know, he um, can't beat 
Rafa on his best surface. So he, he, I love the King, and I want to say he's the greatest. But Rod Laver, for pound for pound, gets gets my nod at that point because yeah, you know, he 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 beat everybody all the time. Sixty two, yeah. sixty nine. He he took a he took a seven year sabbatical and still came back and kicked kicked and, butt. And in seventy five, he's still going uh, deep with people like Bjorn Borg. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and here at, at uh, you know. Uh, Moody, you know, uh, Moody Coliseum. That's right. He and Ken Rosewall had a yeah, huge... five sets yes, indoors. Yes. Yeah. One of the greatest matches in WCT history. I mean, yeah, so that, that guy was just, you know, for me, you know, and it was funny, you know, you might have seen that YouTube uh, mm-hmm. video a couple of years ago. Roger was hitting with Rod, Rod Laver. Oh, oh, that was funny. And they were mic'd up. And I, I mean, how big a I, treat would I, that have been for Federer? I watched it. It was in Rod Laver Arena. Yes. And I, <laughs> I, yeah, my wife's going to, I'm not going to actually admit this, but my wife will tell you that I was crying a little bit. Yeah. Like, that's pretty neat to see. Man, yeah, Fed was kind of, yeah. it was like. I mean, yeah. I wasn't, but uh, she'll yeah. tell you I was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had a sniffle. Yeah. yeah. She had to give you the Kleenex. <laughs> here. Here, Adrian. Here. <laughs> my my you, jaws I, I were I got to blow my nose. I got to yeah. blow my nose. Right. Yeah. My right. Job, jaws were hurting from just smiling, looking at these two absolute greatest. Oh, yeah. man. That, that was just, it was great. You know, Roger, how are you feeling, Rod? He goes, well, I'm a little nervous <laughs> or something. You know, couldn't get the ball back, you know. And he went up to the net and hit volleys, you know. Here's an 80-year-old guy out there just, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, to me, that, that that's pound for pound. Yeah. He, he's my guy. All right. Uh, so, Laver Cup, kind of okay. I, I, I like the Ryder Cup better in golf. I think that's a better format for us. <laughs> for It's more equitable. I just think the Laver Cup, just, uh, eh, it's a money grab for me. It's but, a money grab. All right. Fed, yeah. Fed Cup, let's talk to ladies for just a second. I like the Fed Cup. It's okay. Yeah, Nothing wrong the, with that. They do the more fan-friendly small format, short yes. format. Yeah. And, the, and they, yes, they play a uh, and Saturday and Sunday, as yep. opposed to Friday, Saturday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah, they, they do two days. That's I, right. I like the Fed Cup. So, yep, ladies, keep up what you're doing because you're doing fine. Because I don't think there's any problem with with. It used to be called the Whiteman Cup before that. Now it's the Fed Cup. Remember that? Right. Federate Whiteman yeah. Cup. Uh, uh, wasn't that U.S. and Britain? Yes, it was. And then Expanded. Federation Cup. Federation and they Cup. shortened it to Fed, Fed Cup. Cup. And then Roger Federer comes along, and, and uh, yeah, it's, people are probably confused. Right. What's like, this? What, what is he? Is what's, he what's he doing with? He's this got thing? his fingers in all kinds of pots. Yeah. <laughs> The Rogers Cup in Canada? Yes. I, I knew that as the Canadian Open as a kid, and now it's the Rogers, Rogers Cup. Rogers Cup, right. We know that's AT&T. Right. But right. Uh, it's, the, it's just too Toronto, too Montreal. Convenient. I think that's yeah. kind of cool. One year you're in Toronto, next year in Montreal. You're going yeah. back and forth. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. That's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. Pretty pretty good stuff. So Fed Cup, keep up the good work. Uh, Laver Cup, eh, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it. But uh, uh, Davis Cup, we, we disagree. So that's uh, – uh, fourth set. That was okay. our cup runneth over. All right, fifth set. Before we're in the we're in the home stretch now. It's time Uh-oh. for get off my lawn, <laughs> old man. I, uh, my question, uh, you know, it, we're pretty buttoned up. We're pretty organized. We have our sets. We have our titles. Uh, we have our preferences. But get off my lawn. Does this thing have legs, or is this just for the fortnight of Wimbledon? Oh no, I think this is this will be our fifth set ender all the time. Nice. This is our chance to rant and rave on. On, on what we see that, that might be out there. That, I love uh, it. And I think that we always end the fifth set with get off my lawn. You know? Well, we are middle-aged men, and we are going to be a little crustier every year, a little more curmudgeonly every year. And, uh, yeah, get off my lawn is, I guess, the euphemism for getting a little bit old. Right. And getting a little angry at a couple of things. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So what you got? I know okay. You, I got two things for throw you. Throw something. Um, the, the, the debate. I, 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 I'm going to show a little bit of my, my, I guess, coaching side rather than commenting side. And that is 
how about all this linear squatting and hitting flat and hard? Um, sometimes that's a hallmark of some women's tennis and, and of course, men's tennis too now. Uh, I love, and I don't want to be too positive here because the segment is get off my lawn, but I love how Ash Barty slices and curves the ball and hits dipping shots. Non-traditional. She is a cool player. And that, okay, that, I, I'm going to stop being positive for a quick moment. Um, get off my lawn is, uh, gosh, I'm just mad at all this flat, squatting, unnecessary, hit the crap out of the ball with a linear stroke and stay down with it so much that your knees touch the ground. And, uh, yeah, it's happening in both uh, tours. And I'm just not a fan. And while we're on lawns, Craig Carden did um, touch on this, is the speed of the grass. The grass is maybe a millimeter or two or three longer. It's all rye instead of a couple things like fescue, Bermuda, and all that. And I, I happen to know firsthand with my own feet that the grass seems to last longer now. And with my own eyes, the, the uh, you know, there's dirt. It's a little brown, but it's not as bad as it was. It, it look, definitely looks better. It, looks it, like it, it does. It does. So a, a little, I'm going to say, good job uh, on the new grass and all that. But uh, what has it produced? Like Cardin said, yeah, new strings, rackets, technology. Some guys are bigger and stronger. Passing shots are devastating now. Returns are, you could say, a bit better. Uh, balls may be heavier. So the game has been, here's my get off the lawn. The game has been uh, changed, manipulated a little bit. I'm not thrilled with it. In, in order to, yeah, lo- lengthen the rallies sure. a bit. Yeah, I, I personally didn't hate it when your average five set match may have had, you know, fifty one aces, forty nine, fifty. Yeah, so ten. So let's I mean, I, I, let's do a little bit of arithmetic, just a tiny bit. Um, five sets, fifty aces. From let's say Richard, okay. or, you know, so tennis set. Sure. And how many games are in a set? Let's just call it six, three, six, four, seven, yeah. five. Let's say ten. So let's call it ten. Ten, ten just games for this purpose okay. of easy, sure. easy math. So what is that? That's two a game, right? Which means I got to win four points to get this game. Many games I, I may have to win six if we're going deuce here and there, but that's really an ace. And there may be some service winners in there. Is that so bloody bad? To have that many aces? Is it that boring for you? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure there's some people. I like to see the serve. I love a big serve. And I, my favorite was when, uh, yeah, Boris and Pete, or, or two huge servers, got to four all. And then somebody's taking some gambles and some cuts on some exceptional returns. And somebody gets broken kind of at the end of the set. There was some drama there. And there was a little more attacking. And if if you were an attacking guy... And you did, or 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 woman women's player, and I miss Yana Novotna, Natalie Tuziat, some of those beautiful attacking players who got to Conchita win Martinez. Wimbledon. Oh, Conchita, ninety four. How did she beat Martina Navratilova that year? Right, Conchita. I love she to say that name. Yeah. Conchita Martinez. She was a backcourt stylist with a ton of touch but and uh, one hander, but she could come to the net. She could slice a backhand all yes. day, and yeah, that swashbuckling. Um, Attacking grass court style has been reduced to five weeks a year now, and it encourages you to play the get off my lawn style. The, well, you can see where the marks are. You know, it, the wear spots are now at the baseline; they're not towards the net. It yeah. used to be you used, used to, to have be, that nice uh, T shape. Yes, yes. Yeah. So all England club, get off my lawn, <laughs> get the old grass back. That's <laughs> it. And while we're on get off my lawn, um, 
it's my chance to do my my brief Andy Murray uh, impression, which is, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's been great playing with Serena. I, um, she and I played mixed doubles, as you know, and um, you did the team we lost to. Um, I believe they were rather tired because of Serena's power, and I bored them with my monotone voice and my monotone game, and they seemed to have fallen asleep in the next match. You had you had to go back to Scotland and had uh, more. Uh, you, had, you had another something to do, right? Is that it? I was chuffed a bit to uh, play with Serena, and now I'm uh, just going to have a stretch and some haggis and uh, try to recover from this. And have a scotch and then go home, right? So I, I'm. <laughs> That's get, pretty good. I'm going to get off your lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right. What about? Uh, I thought of one just while we were sitting. Oh here. yes. All right. Improv, yes, CB1. Azarenka and Sharapova, I okay. am not glad they're back. You know why? Biggest screamers. screamers. Oh, my God. I hate, It was such a nice game until they came back. I, I like their – I love their tennis, but you know yeah. what? Their screaming just kicks me in the in the boys. I, I'm, I mean, I'm it's solid. Just, I respect the, the exhale. It does. It kicks me in the boys. You know? Yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> in my junk. <laughs> Hey, this is a podcast. We can do what we want to, we right? We can. This is not. Are you going to make a fart noise? Yeah. Are you going to say it over my boys? He's going to go, Pfft. you know, yeah. Uh, you can see he's going to cut I, I, me out. I'm not going to even edit it. it, it, it. Oh, he doesn't have person. to edit it. No, yeah. no that was too bristles. Yeah. So, that, <laughs> so you say that's Craig Bell that said that kick him in the boys, right? Mm, I, I'm with you on the, um, on the let's not screech. I want to exhale. I don't mind the. the I, don't I don't mind a grunt here and there, but, yeah. but theirs is like long after yeah. the ball's on the other side of the court, and it's like. No. That's way excessive than like, ooh, ooh. They're, ah! no. like they're falling off a cliff, you know. It's like Geronimo. Yeah, and and you know? it, it goes over 100 decibels, which is oh. you know, completely unnecessary. It's nothing new, though. You know, I mean, I, I know we can rant and rave about Azarenka. And Sharapova. Um, was there somebody yeah. before that that did Well, it? Monica Sellis was, was exceeding she, she was 100. Oh, was he? Uh, Jimmy Connors may did have he? started the whole thing. Really? I mean, he was doing James it. James Scott Connors? He was doing it to exhale. He was doing it because there was probably some science, maybe some intimidation. I don't know. Uh, I know. But it on, wasn't lasting. It was like, it's like a song. They were almost oh, having he, like yeah, the first his verse. Was short and functional. Andre would grunt on drop shots, and maybe he's doing it to Andre disguise. Yeah, so Andre was a grunter, and you got McEnroe. McEnroe screams and yells and grunts. Well, you can't on, be serious. Yeah. I mean, if John has to, even now, if John has to run five, seven steps to a drop shot, he's grunting on the steps. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. And Nick Kyrgios does it too. Oh, curious yeah. Kyrgios. Yes, thank you. <laughs> curious Curios. The curious case of Nick Curios. Yeah, yeah he's, well. he's an enigma. I want to relay a quick, quick story. I had lunch with a future guest, a tour player, South African, one of South Africa's most winning uh, and most capped Davis Cuppers, Isaac van der Merwe. And we had... Say that uh, five times. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Isaac had a great opinion on Nick Curios. It's very easy for a, a traditional lover of tennis to say, you know, that guy is really bad for tennis and throwing the chairs and what is he doing? But then occasionally these moments where you don't want him to get off the lawn, where uh, that um, press conference after he lost to Rafa in a tight match. That's correct, yeah. It was funny. It he was actually, engaging. Really? So it we need to go to YouTube? Honest. Really? It he, was earnest, and I urge everybody. Earnest and, and honest? Yeah. Earnest, honest, and look, this is an entertainment podcast that happens to be by tennis pros. But 
whether you're an entertainment person or a tennis person, you will be entertained when you listen to this podcast. And the other one, I'll just mention it. Uh, Anne Kiothavong, former tour player, British um, commentator now. Her brother, James, is one of the better, uh, one of the most respected cherubs. A year or two ago, Nick at Wimbledon on grass, foot faults, and is chapped that he's been called for foot fault. So he maybe glares a bit at the lines person who calls him for a foot fault. He walks a few steps over to James um, in the chair, and he says, you know, uh, the, the guy called a foot fault. I didn't, hadn't even, like, it was after I hit the ball. And James said, well, do, do you want to call it? Do you want him to call it before you hit the ball? <laughs> you know? Come on, and, Nick. And yeah, Nick, Nick could have stayed he, uh, sour. Uh, uh, but Nick was like, okay, you got me. You got like, me. Yeah, well done. Like, thank you. And he just gestures just, to James, gestures respectfully to the lines person. And walks back. And the crowd behind him, you know. They probably he, dying laughing. They're, everybody's laughing. Even he's laughing. And... What? Was that his ritual? Was that his three bounces for his second serve? You know, I don't know. But it was hilarious, and that's the humanity. And sometimes that has been, um, I don't want to say legislated out, but that has been removed or extricated by coaching, academy coaching, a little too much on the ritual. And it's just not as interesting as when John, Bjorn, Yvonne, Jimmy, Billy. Illy, <laughs> Poncho, and, you know, I know Nick has nowhere near the accomplishments of those guys we just rattled off, and maybe he will, maybe he won't, but Vince what, what a, uh, he ain't afraid of you, and what a <laughs> breath of fresh air. So, Nick Kyrgios, you are 24 years old. Whether you get it together or not, you have entertained us. Thank you, brother. And if you can take it up a notch or two with the coaching, the work ethic, bring the salsa. Bring the salsa, buddy. Bring it, and, dude, you've got – Eight to ten years of excelling, and this was Isaac's point, and I want to give him the credit. Um, he's 24. He can still ball till about 34, 35 maybe. Yeah, sure. And if you're like Federer, maybe 38. 38, 39. Maybe, yeah. I don't see Fed stopping. Yeah. I don't Gosh. either. So, Nick Kyrgios, I'm rooting for you, man. Yep. Yeah. No. Curious, Kyrgios, keep going, right? That's it. Keep being curious. That's it. That, that's my favorite. You know, yeah. With a K. Yeah. Curious, not with a C, but with a K, because it's Kyrgios, K-Y. Yeah, you know, his last name is you know, Curios. Yeah, uh, Spellcheck doesn't like what we're doing here, but uh, I, like I like it. it. And let's keep going. Yeah. Who cares about yeah. autocorrect? I, I hate no. autocorrect. That, that kind of yeah. stuff is, is not uh, not not uh, anything that Craig Bell likes at the moment. So that's get off my lawn. Do you have any other thing for get off my lawn? I I I think we can we, we can uh, we can stop. We can engineer our dismount now. Coach. We we can do it. Golly, yeah, we'll, let's do it. Has it been fun or not? It's Golly. been a blast again. Yeah. Number two of uh, two. This is two of two. Yeah. Yeah. Season one. And we're only season, season one. one. Season one. And we're in episode two. And yeah. it's hard to believe. We've been here a couple hours already again. And we had fun with our buddy Craig Carden. That we, was a great guest. Oh, my goodness. That was our first guest. And we, we want to give him a shout out. Thanks. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. We're going to have some other great guests as well. We've got another a lot more people like Isaac's going to be coming oh, yeah. in. We've got uh, Joy Macy, Mike Morris, uh, yeah. Cliff Sheets. Uh, we've, I mean, got, yeah. uh, we've got a surprise guest, um, uh, a Frenchman. Um, an academy coach from South Kagalaki, the great state of South Carolina. Yes. Uh, so we've got a couple of fun guests coming up, and you'll have a great time. Folks. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, this is going to be – this has been a lot of fun. We, we want to uh, – uh, 
say thanks uh, for listening to uh, Season 1, Episode 2 of, of At The Net Podcast. Be sure to tell all your friends or friend. Maybe if, if you have a friend, maybe mm-hmm. two or maybe a friend. As we like your peeps, and, and uh, hopefully they'll like us yeah. too as well. So you know, And that's the tennis news as it seems to us. Good that's day it. from Big D, Dallas, Texas. Thank you, Until everybody. next time.